0: the fools who ran the Foreign Office and staffed its embassies. Not that long ago a British military attaché had refused to tell his employers in London what he'd witnessed at his host country's military manoeuvres, on the grounds that he'd be breaking a confidence. It was left to part-time spies to do the dirty work. Over the last few years McColl, and, he presumed, other British businessmen who travelled the world, had been approached and asked to ferret out those secrets the Empire's enemies wanted kept. The man who employed them on this part-time basis was an old naval officer named Cumming, who worked from an office in Whitehall and answered, at least in theory, to the Admiralty and its political masters. When it came to Tsingtao, The secret that mattered most was what orders the East Asia squadron had for the day that a European war broke out. Any hard evidence as to their intentions, as Cumming had told McColl on their farewell stroll down the embankment, would be really appreciated, His insistence on how vital all this was to the Empire's continued well-being had been somewhat undermined by his allocation of a paltry three hundred pounds for global expenses, but the trip as a whole had been slightly more lucrative than McColl had expected. The luxury Maya automobile that he was hawking round the world, the one now back in Shanghai, he hoped, with his brother Jed and colleague Mac, had caught the fancy of several rulers hungry for initiation into the seductive world of motorized speed, and the resultant orders had at least paid the trio's travelling bills. This was gratifying, but probably more of a swan song than a sign of things to come. The automobile business was not what it had been even two years before, not for the small independents. Nowadays you needed capital, and lots of it. Spying, on the other hand, seemed an occupation with a promising future. Over the last few years even the British had realised the need for an espionage service, and once the men holding the purse strings finally got past the shame of it all, they would realise that only a true professional body would do, one that paid a commensurate salary. A war would probably help, but until Europe's governments were stupid enough to start one, McColl would have to make do with piecework. Before his departure from England the previous autumn, Cumming had taken note of his planned itinerary and returned with a list of little jobs that McColl could do in the various ports of call—a wealthy renegade to assess in Cairo, a fellow Brit to investigate in Bombay, the Germans here in Tsingtao. Their next stop with the Maya was San Francisco, where a ragtag bunch of Indian exiles was apparently planning the empire's demise. A lot of it seemed pretty inconsequential to McCall. There were no doubt plenty of would-be picadors intent on goading the imperial bull, but it didn't seem noticeably weaker. And where was the matador to finish it off? The Kaiser probably practiced sword-strokes in his bedroom mirror, but it would be a long time before Germany acquired the necessary global reach. He lit a German cigarette and stared out across the town. The sun was dropping towards the distant horizon, the harbour lighthouse glowing brighter by the minute. The lines of lamps in the warship rigging reminded him of Christmas trees. He would be back in Shanghai for the Chinese New Year, he realized. Caitlin Hanley, the young American woman he'd met in Peking, was probably there already. The sun was an orange orb, almost touching the distant hills. He ground out the cigarette and started back down the uneven path while he could still see his way. Two hopeful coolies were waiting with their rickshaws at the bottom, but he waved them both away and walked briskly down Bismarckstrasse towards the beach. There were lights burning in the British consulate, but no other sign of life within. His hotel was at the western end of the waterfront, beyond the deserted pleasure pier. The desk clerk still had his hair in a queue, an increasingly rare sight in Shanghai, but common enough in Tsingtao, where German rule offered little encouragement to China.